This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Now, a special presentation. Reaction and analysis of the debate. From the Blaze Radio Network. All of that will be covered. We'll also get some of your calls, 888-933-93. That's 888-933-93. But one of the best ways to engage with us is on the Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, or at J underscore Severin. You can get to that right now. Man, how can I sum up this uh, debate tonight? I had some way to, to really... Try to get to the. <laughs> wow, was that powerfully long and boring, Jay Severn? I think I'm just getting old. I think it's making me feel old. Doc, I think we all feel. I suspect we all feel that way. Although, to play devil's advocate, and I, I mean it, actually more to heart than that. This was, one of the best. Uh, maybe the best presidential debate I've ever seen. A- and, you know, I did I, several times my family had to hide my guns from me uh, <laughs> during the broadcast uh-huh. uh, because, you know, it's like food poisoning. You know, it's like the best argument for gun control is ever having food poisoning because, you know, you want a gun so you can use it on yourself, you know. <clears throat> and there were several points tonight that when Wolf Blitzer, who – now, evidently, I know, uh, you know, sidelines as a sadomasochist mistress, you know, in a leather suit, because he kept coming out and saying, we're just starting. And he would say, we're just starting. And I'd look at the clock and I'd say, what do you mean we're just starting? We've got you plenty know? of time but, left. We're just starting this evening. No, I noticed that really? too. <clears throat> but I must say, in terms of... What we wanted to do, and there are a number of uh, examples you guys are better able and more cogent at this point to give than I. But, you know, when the FBI throws the chemicals on the fingerprints or whatever they do (laughs) when you're trying to show something in stark relief, I think tonight we entered the debate knowing that there were a top two or three or four players with another two, maybe three on the periphery, who could score enough to get back into this. And the real question was, right, guys, at the beginning, would that get shaken up? Would would Trump get hurt? Would he bleed or lose internal organs in this fight that he really didn't need to? What, what about Cruz and Rubio, both of them desperately clawing to try and be the alternative to Trump? And can you do that without making an enemy of Trump? And then And then... You know, the other guys on the periphery, I don't know. I just thought most people had a good night except for one person. May I impersonate that person? (laughs) 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 Who was that? Do we know? I was waiting all night for the person who wanted so desperately to cough up that tumor to finally pass it so I wouldn't have to listen to it. Was it a moderator, a person in the third row? Do we? Do I think know? it had to either be Wolf or Hugh. 
I think my my one of my kids said it's Rand. Hmm. I had some I people speculate Rand. I had some spe- uh, people speculate uh, uh, Ben Carson as well. Well, Rand. Well, I, I mean, I, I hope it's like the line from Midnight Cowboy. I hate to date myself, but they're listening to a uh, radio broadcast as he's riding through Texas, and it says, "Well, praise Jesus." Someone sent me $5 with a tumor they coughed up listening to last week's broadcast. And, I mean, I, I hope whoever tried to pass this tumor all during the broadcast finally coughed it up. I can't believe it. They don't own a cough. CNN doesn't own a cough button? Uh, my speculation is it is Rand Paul, uh, but I can't completely blame him. A little of the blame falls on Aqua Buddha. I think that's a that may have something to do with some of now, Jay, here's the big he question. Could you be, talk about he some could of the be allergic to that badger on his head, I admit. <laughs> could, could, could be. Uh, you know, one of the things you said, we want to know how Trump would, if he's going to lose any ground, how people... The big question that I had going into tonight's debate that we didn't have an opportunity to discuss earlier, the big thing I wanted to know, and I just couldn't get an answer tonight, and that is, is Chris Christie a former federal prosecutor? And that's the one thing I, I just wanted to take away, and I, I still am unsure if. He, no, yeah, he was. In fact, he, in fact, yeah, he was one in New York. Actually, he was. He yeah, was, but when was he? That's it was. What I it was know. right around the time of nine eleven. In fact, he'd started right around the time of nine eleven. Nine eleven. Yeah, Are you sure. When, when he was a prosecutor in New York. Okay, I just want to get Wait a second. Did I ever mention I founded my sixth grade civics club? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm so I'm glad I get to mention it now. Okay, good, good. By the way, did you know too that Lindsey Graham went to uh, Iraq like 36 That's times? That's what I hear now. I finally got an answer. Three, to that 32, one, two, one, 37, three, two, one, 38. That's my frustration when there's when these things go so long and they say the same thing. You've got so many of these debates. The guys, we've heard all that stuff before. I'm done with that. Give me some new stuff. Uh, tonight you know, is a little we don't dry when they deal with the we foreign want, policy. We're, we're paid to be skeptical, right, but not cynical. We don't want to be cynical. But the truth is, and to all of our viewers and listeners who, who don't know this because they're not in the business, it's okay. I mean, I couldn't – I couldn't. if you handed me a stud finder other than the, th- the fact that the thing would stick to me right away, I wouldn't know how to use it. Uh, you know, I, I can't I can't do carpentry. So so th- this is our business. And, and and one of the ugly parts of our business is CNN is going to extend that broadcast or plan for it. Oh, yeah. As long as they think it does what? Get some money. That ratings and makes money. money. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's, look, we have nothing against that. We're all capitalists here. Proud capitalists. But. There is a point where they realize that, you know, our our want of entertainment of this sort, because this is as close, this is Civic Circus Maximus, right? This is bread and circus. This is the gladiators. It's as close as we get. And so it kind of beats the reruns of Golden Girls, as I said earlier. So they're going to run it as long as we'll watch, and they do. Yeah, that's uh, that looks like where we're at in this whole thing. Uh, I think the time comes down. Cruz ended up getting the most time tonight, and I think he, I think he did really well. I think Cruz did exactly what he wanted to do: come across more of a leader, more uh, fiery, more forceful, and that stuff. I think he did it. Uh, Trump held his own. He has so much ground that he could lose. Um, Chris Christie came across fairly well. Uh, I think just about everybody else did. Poorly. Rubio did well. Somebody. Rubio did okay. Yeah, he did well. Yeah, I would say. 
But I don't think he did, you know, if he was trying to show space. And I this is a question. If, mm-hmm. he, you know, if he was trying to show space between himself and Cruz, no. which I think he definitively needed to do, mm-hmm. did he do that? And I no. don't think he did. No, well, I, and I don't think he helped his cause as much as, I mean, he didn't hurt it. He may have helped it a little bit, but he didn't get any big, you know, push that I think true, uh, Cruz likely will from this. I think he really, he, he took it up a notch. Well, and at the point now, too, in these debates, when they've all been through the uh, been through the circus a couple times, too, this now being, what, the fourth, fifth debate? Yeah. So, so fifth, they're all at yeah. least uh, uh, experienced in terms of debating now and at least know what to expect. So, yeah, I don't think any of them truly hurt themselves. Even, uh, if, if anything, things like Carson and his... Very slow demeanor, which has been a, a problem for him since the start. If anything, it's just probably turning people off because he he, he seems boring. But overall, content well, I, wise, I, I yeah, I don't you think you should anybody... feel ashamed that you're making fun of a narcoleptic. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mean, I mean, no, I'm not making fun. A... He was putting me to sleep as well. You're, mm-hmm. Come on, you're mocking a narcoleptic. Give the <laughs> okay, guy a break. Maybe a little bit. Uh-huh. Also, uh, so... in terms of hurting oneself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is tougher to say because it's part of a minority on the stage, and I don't mean racial. Did, was it just me and my entire family that doesn't agree with me, as you might imagine? Did Carly Fiorina look like she had just been looked and acted like she has just been dragged from the back of a freight train for five miles and thrown out yeah. on stage? Yeah, it I mean, not did even look the she- flu. I, she did not come across. Ty is uh, spinning the dials radio style in New York City for us today. Ty, what do you think of Carly? Ty, Matt. I was, uh, I was extremely disappointed in Carly. She uh, took a big step back in that whole, if you want to hear people talk, hire a man. If you want to, you know, <laughs> if, if somebody had. Pander. Yeah. That, if, if, she had, if a man said something like that. It would be a federal case. She has right. to know better. And, That's yeah. a good point. And, and then her trying to interrupt all the time. Like, Wolf Blitzer, of all the moderators, I actually think he did the best job so far. I mean, for what? For the most part. I mean, everybody got their time. He didn't mm-hmm. do any gotcha questions. And she's still complaining the whole time. I'm, I'm not getting asked this. I'm not getting asked that. Like, <laughs> shut up. Shut up, Carly. What are you complaining about? Everybody got time. Well, and it comes across the, wrong that way, too, because it just seems as though she's whining. It was the same thing um, with uh, uh, in the Democratic debate. Was it was it Chafee or uh, uh, Webb who kept on uh, bitching? Jim Webb. Jim or Webb, some other just, woman. Just bitching, <laughs> <laughs> just bitching about not getting time, saying, um, excuse me, I would like my moment. It, it was yeah, the same just, type of thing like Milton lose. in office basically saying, I didn't, I didn't get my cake this yeah, time last time. Yeah, you just use 45 seconds of your minute complaining you don't have enough time. Oh, and, well, and, 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 and the same thing with Ben Carson, too. Um, I mean, he often was complaining, too, but not getting enough time, too. And then in the same breath, too, he took a, a moment of silence for the people in San Bernardino. Okay, guys, did, and Jay, did that come across? As, it's been two weeks in San Bernardino. Did that, that was pandering to me. If it had happened today, you go, okay, a moment of silence out of respect. But that was two weeks ago. You know, it's a real tough call. It, it, the, oh, uh, l- let me answer that. I agree. Let me, let me say answer B, which is... The only person who could have gotten away with it is Carson. Mm. And so maybe he did, since he was the only person who got, could have gotten away My other away problem with it, with it though, is... It, it did seem, you know, it, it seemed a little bit contrived. Well, Normally, though, when you say a moment of silence, it's usually a couple of moments of silence, right? His was truly, I mean, he's like, and now for Sam Bernardino, a moment of silence. 
And the reason I'm running for president, whoa, okay, wow, he didn't want to give him too much of his time. Well, because a debate I don't think is the proper venue for something like that. You do that at, like, a sporting event, too, although they were treating these debates like sporting events themselves, having people sing Mm -hmm. national anthems before. Yeah. I agree. If we're going to have a moment of silence, let's have it for Pete Rose. Let's do it. I mean, you know, someone could sing, all we are saying is give Pete a chance. I was expecting a jet flyover after the end of the national anthem, though, and then, like, fireworks to come up. Now, you guys were you guys were uh, bagging on Carly Fiorino, and Ty had mentioned her, you know, pandering to women or whatever, but there still is a war on women, and Donald Trump proved that tonight. I heard Donald Trump, they asked him about Hillary, and he said he will not, or about running as an independent. He said he will not run as an independent. He said he will do everything he can to beat Hillary Clinton. And I think that right there proves Saying that you're going to do everything you can to beat this woman. It shows no, he's the talking about, violence that no, is... No, wait, dude, he's talking about in terms of the election, though, in the in the, in the the general election, not like... Yeah, I was oh, confusing. Oh! Yeah, I don't think oh, he's... Yeah, I, I don't I think he's wanting to kick her ass. Or I had a ratchet, like, wrench, baseball bat. <laughs> no, I'm a kidder. I kid, you know. Can I ask you three a question real quick? Mm-hmm. Shoot. From social media, a lot of people thought a person who I know the three of you don't really care for at all actually did pretty well for himself and that he didn't just get steamrolled like he did the first few times, and that's Jeb. What did you guys think about his performance? I think he did uh, better than he has in some because he had a little fire. He, he did stick it to uh, Trump a couple of times, um, but all in all, uh, way too little and way too late. Uh, but no, I think he did a fair job. I think this is probably one of his better, better, his yeah. better outings in one of these. No, thank you. Yeah, I was just saying a lot of people on social media were saying that he took a step forward, and I'm I'm just figuring because of the amount of money he has, if he goes up three four percent, that's probably enough to keep him in the race for another yeah, couple months, happen. right? I don't think. I don't well, think and see, the thing is, he had money. He doesn't still have a no, whole lot of money. It. I mean, he's been uh, uh, firing he's staff. He's been. Uh, that's he's not been his a, problem. He's got money. He's the only, maybe the only one who can stay in, no matter what, no matter what his numbers are, as long as. He and his money people, you know, w- w- you know, desire to. Right. He doesn't need numbers to stay in. That's his great big advantage. But in terms of his performance, uh, again, I'll be the onion in the petunia patch here. I think the trades will have the uh, headline tomorrow morning, Jeb Bush, porn star, unable to become erect. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, you know. I, 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 who said he's stuck it to somebody? Impossible. No, no, he, you know, Jeb, Jeb, at his best moments, Jeb rose to the lower reaches of what Rubio, Cruz, and Trump were, you know, were batting up there. Mm -hmm, And he mm -hmm. just, he was there. It didn't look like he didn't belong. But, you know, if that were a baseball team tonight, would you pick Heb? Boosh, Boosh, Heb, would you pick him to back clean up? No, 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 not at all. Without question. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a, it's a, okay, we're clearly sending this guy down. In the past, I would have said, okay, send him down to, like, Sandlot. And uh, now I'm like, okay, maybe you send him down to high school level. <laughs> I think that's... Okay, <laughs> no, and I'm saying maybe, no, maybe he's major league material, but it's always relative to, you know, compared right. to home, Right. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I still think he did probably better than some of the people on stage and certainly better than he has in the past, but far outshined by even Trump, who didn't 
get a whole lot done. He was just, you know, Trump. Yeah, I thought Trump was actually well, one of the weaker appearances of him, actually. He seemed to be uh, kind of knocked off his heels a couple of times, too. Uh, people attacking him, and he wasn't really having the, uh, the responses he had had in the I, I don't disagree. Events. I don't disagree with you. I think part of that was his being schooled a little bit, you know, about, don't you know, you need to go out there tonight and not lose. You know, don't right. don't lose a kidney. Go out there tonight and don't bleed. You know, we don't want the cut man to be too busy in your corner tonight. You're cut ahead. Me, Just don't get knocked out. And I and I think and I've you know many times had to advise people like this. And I say I know you want to go after him. I know you got these things, but forget those things. Just go out there and cover up, you know. Just 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 don't don't get knocked out in the final three rounds. I think Trump did that. Um and and, and I, that even included though, I think Skip is so right because there were some times I will say the I'm going to say next to uh the uh debate between Dan Quayle and Senator Lloyd, Benson, Lloyd Benson of yeah. California, uh, I'm sorry, of Texas. When he looked at him, you know, and had that dramatic moment and said, you know, I knew John Kennedy, that whole thing. I can't even repeat it because it's so excruciating, you know, to think to think of as a TV moment, no matter who you're for. Tonight, if you watch this debate and you know or care anything about policy, not a lot, but a little bit, because I don't know a lot. When they asked Trump, when Hugh Hewitt, by the way, he's supposed to be the conservative listening, everyone. Hugh Hewitt was your representative as the conservative. Hugh Hewitt of Harvard, class of 71. Hugh Hewitt, you know, the big conservative. But when he said to Trump, would you tell us what your policy is on our triad policy? I'm pretty sure uh, that Trump said, there are Chinese gang in New York, right? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and then right after him, they followed up with Rubio, who took the velvet glove approach. Yep. And instead of saying, and he right, right after, if you recall, right after Trump, he didn't say, well, as Mr. Trump just invinced an, an excruciating ignorance of, I'm about to tell you what triad, triad means is. and how it works. And then he went on to school us and, you know, what the triad policy was. And the other thing that stuck out for me was when they asked Dr. Carson, what would you do about Kim Jong-un? And he said, well, for one, I'd stop ordering it. Chicken lo mein's fine for me. (laughs) I get the number three now. No more Kim (laughs) Jong-un. Sorry. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I'll extend the umbrella. I have an Asian son, Korean specifically, (laughs) so I'll extend the umbrella and give you a pass. You can get that done tonight. Happy to to help you out. Uh, I think one of the the funnest, and it's not even that uh, significant as far as policy goes, but the line of the night, I think, that was just fun and, you know, personality was when Ted Cruz said, I'm going to build that wall and I'll get Trump to pay for it. That was great. Oh, that was great. (laughs) That was just fun, playful stuff. Skip, did you notice what happened right at that moment? Um... No, what? Uh, no, what no, sorry. To? I don't mean that. I'm not, you know, look, we're all looking at a thousand different things. I just happened to notice, and the camera cut was really quick, but but, but someone maybe saw it, that Trump, there was just a second of a camera cut on this. Trump leaned over and, like, you know, gave Cruz a little love tap. 
on the elbow. The, yeah, oh, like, no, the, I did not see that. I saw that, yeah. Where yeah, he like, yeah, he kind of said, oh, like you know, him. you daffy bastard, you know, yeah, like, yeah. okay. Okay, You know, buddy. and it was, yeah. And That's at that fine. moment, it kind of seemed to me like it was almost like kind of putting the candle seal on it, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, we both know that we were the winners tonight, and so we can afford to be generous. Uh, the 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 debates uh, between Cruz and Rubio, specifically over the border, I think was actually really interesting. I think it was one of the few times that there was actually some factual stuff exchanged, information, and and actually a debate between people. You know, trying to and what did you what did you make of it? Where, how do you how do you characterize it? Um, I would say uh, we. We solidified what we already knew about Marco Rubio, and that is, yeah, he supports amnesty. And I like that Cruz went after him and said, so you're going to keep those people here, basically. Um, And that there is a distinction between the two. I think Cruz did a good job saying, listen, you say you and I, um, your claims that we are virtually the same in our policy is not accurate. He had a line something about. That's like saying the firefighter and the arsonist are the same because they yes. got to the scene or the same still on time. The yeah. or something Fire, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think and that was good. Coulter, by the way, tweeted during that moment. Uh, this is the first time Rubio has been really pushed about amnesty and he's still for it. That's her quote, not mine. I mean, I agree with it, but that's right. that's that's what. No, and I'm I'm, I'm happy. I was so happy that somebody has finally pushed him on that tonight. I was like, thank you, Ted. I even tweeted this. Thank you, Ted Cruz, for 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 hitting him on this because I'm tired. That's been one of our biggest criticisms of him too. The entire thing is is a complete reversal on that flip. I mean, back and forth, a complete 180s time and time again on amnesty, and he has not been pressed on it. So it was good to see. All right. Uh, By the way, I'm looking here for what Doc wrote uh, because. I, I know I responded to it, but you've got this is Doc's tweet. It, it said, ha, ha, ha. I love it when Donald Trump slaps Jeb Bush around. <laughs> and I, I can't remember whether it was about that or something else. But I responded or piggybacked on on Doc's tweet and said, uh, you know, here's some correspondence tomorrow morning uh, from Cruz. Dear Jeb, got heated last night, mate. By the way. I have your balls here if you need them back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, more of the post-debate commentary coming up on this, the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special post-debate presentation with in-depth analysis from Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin. The Blaze Radio Network. and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson along with Skip Lacombe, Jay Severin, and Ty spinning the dials radio style in New York City this morning. Get some of your tweets and calls coming up in a minute. I want to run down the official times, though, of how much uh, each candidate got uh, during the debate tonight. And very, very different from those early debates. Or the first couple where Ted Cruz was 
one of the least amount of time or got most uh, the least amount of time. He ends up coming in uh, top of the game with almost 16 minutes. Yeah, now these uh, these times actually, yeah, these are uh, updated times too. This came in right before the uh, the closing remarks too. But Cruz actually ended with 21, over 21, oh, uh, 21 minutes wow. actually too. Wow. Uh, following up was Rubio with 19 and uh, just about a half, about 19 and a half. And then Trump was 16 and uh, uh, just over 16 minutes too. So yeah, Skip, much different numbers Carson? than we've seen in the past. Uh, Carson was near the bottom actually. Um, second from last with only 12 minutes. Mm. Wow. And so then, uh, he and I were both Christy asleep. But may I, guys, I know I'm the nut that, you know, every time is, is yelling, Niagara Falls, <clears throat> step by step, slowly, slowly I turned. I turned. But, you know, may I say again, audience versus no audience. Okay. Do whatever you like. Watch whatever you like. Prefer whatever you like. Argue that the audience uh, didn't bother you or help you or hurt you or anything else. But anybody who's flirting with an understanding of television production and of theater and of what this is, of the kind of theater this is, and you guys, my colleagues and friends, know what it is, that audience tonight in the first minute and a half established itself as a packed house. There was no question that that was a packed house tonight, that that was a pro-Bush, pro-Rubio, anti-Trump, anti-Cruz house. Mm -hmm. And the applause for anything Bush said was, and anything for Cruz was, I'm I'm clapping my, my two fingernails, my thumbnails together. Now, you can argue it doesn't matter. Okay. If you argue it doesn't matter, fine. But what you cannot argue is that it didn't exist. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines, 888 Let's go to a Massachusetts and Tim. Tim, you are on the Blaze Radio Network. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. Um, so the point I, hey. I, I have to make is that uh, if you remember back in, in the Democratic debate when Bernie Sanders failed to take on Hillary Clinton when the email scandal, that question came up, and he said, I don't, I don't want to you know, argue again about that. And he failed to, t- to take her on. He just basically backed down, and he— That's he, where it was he, over. I think, yeah, I think that it was over right then. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Cruz supporter, uh, but he had the chance today uh, to, to take people on. And the thing is, he, he's proven in t- today's debate that he's not afraid to take people on because he went against Marco Rubio over and over, but he, when it came to Trump— he he was just like no I just I pretty much agree with everything this guy said I mean he he, he wouldn't take him on and I, I I I don't know if it was the same kind of moment as Bernie Sanders but it really upset me that he's unwilling to, to, Can to I go offer after you some insight on that Trump is having having coached people for presidential debates Senate gubernatorial mm-hmm. other debates at the at this level just like we talk about there's such a thing as a person who is basically. Uh, of an executive profile and then one who's of a legislative profile. And it's a personality. You can't change it. If you're of a legislative personality, you ought to run for Congress. You ought to be a member of a large body, the Senate or the House, where you where you work with other people and you craft, you know, uh, you craft compromise and legislation. But if you are the type of personality that you are of what we call the executive profile, then you want to be mayor or governor or president. You don't want to work with anybody. You want to tell them what to do. 
you, you, you're the boss. You don't want to craft anything. You want to kick ass and tell them to make them do the things you want them to do. Oh, well, I would say if you listen tonight, you make a very valid, if, if, uh, 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 very valid, period, and kind of esoteric point. There are some debaters who garner strength from looking then this is ape behavior now, okay? We're talking Margaret Mead here, not political science. There are some apes that under the given certain circumstances, same circumstances, one ape will turn to another and go, (laughs) you know, and puff out his chest and, and look directly in the eyes of the other ape and stare him down. And then there are debaters who will look to the moderators and say, now, now, I have more time. After all, let me make this point. It's Because it's in this legislation, and some debaters look to the moderators to be the arbiters of the physical action between the man-apes. There are other debaters who forget the moderators. They go directly to the other debater and shout them down. Now, uh, sorry, I'm taking a lot of time here, but I, but you know, uh, I think you see in the debate tonight there is an illustration of both kinds of man apes, and 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 clearly Trump to just draw the uh, spectrum, you know, at spectral ends. You, you've got you've got Trump at one end, how he responds. He doesn't look to the moderators to bail him out. He goes oh, 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 and beats his chest like he's going to tear the other ape's head off. And then you've got someone like Cruz who went to Princeton, who went to Harvard Law School, who is a champion debater, who says, well, wait a second. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to turn and, 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 and challenge the other ape. I, I have to, I'm going to exist here by the munificence of the rules. And I just think that's a big difference. Sorry, I know that was too long, but uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. I may be the only one. Let's get to uh, some more calls here. 888-900-3393. It's 888-900-3393. Let's uh, go to Tampa now. And Lee, Lee, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. What did you think of the debate tonight? Uh, I actually thought it was great. Um, I thought everybody did good except for, you know, except for finally. uh, I hope people finally see that Trump finally did a bad job. I got to speak to you guys last debate, too. But I hope finally people can see that Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. And, you know, as an independent in Florida, um, I can't vote in the primary. And I'm actually terrified that the Republicans, that that, that somehow Trump will be voted in as the nominee. Yeah, they uh, they cherish the triad moment. Do what? Did you cherish the triad moment? The nuclear <laughs> there was a few moments I very much cherish. Yeah, uh, Trump got worked up there quite a lot, and I hope people saw how fast he can get worked no, up. No, no, Lee. See, just by being people, a little bit insulted. The people that support Trump, unfortunately, they don't care that he doesn't know any of this stuff. Sadly, it's frustrating. It's I mean, true. otherwise they would look at his track record and realize the the failures. All they see is the excitement that he's not politically correct and will stick it to people. That's it. Well, see, that's what I see in Cruz. You know, that's the thing. The, our, us, us people who are involved, um, that's exactly what I've seen in Cruz for years. You know, everybody acts like Trump is the first one to bring all this up. But, I mean, I've right. seen that in Cruz for years. As all of us, of course, I'm preaching to the choir. And, and I hope more independents call in 
you know, just to just to say, I mean, because I'm a cruise guy all the way, um, you know, and, and I guess last thing, I loved Kasich and his karate chop hands the whole time. Oh, I mean, that, that actually made me laugh the whole time, actually. Every time he spoke, You know, he's I had a like lot of practice for that, but generally the hand was encircled and, <laughs> it, you know, making a slightly different motion. <laughs> no, it was great. Hey, thanks, thanks buddy, guys. I appreciate everything you guys do. Yeah, the only thing on par with that was uh, Lindsey Graham's you. jazz hands the whole time. That when he did the, the jazz hands the whole time. <laughs> I don't know if that's officially what they were, but that's what I kept seeing when I saw him. I think jazz we're going to call them jazz hands, I think, at this point. I think that's official. Lindsey Graham hands. That's exactly what it is. And no uh, one, you know, yeah. everyone's been kind. No one mentioned he stood on a big box the entire time. A soapbox, yeah. you know. Um, so, uh, do, do you have the clip of, uh, the, the exchange we were going to play or do you know? Uh, Ty, do we have that exchange with, um, uh, um, going after, uh, Rubio? <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, buzz it. This is Cruz and Rubio. Okay. Here's a uh, clip from the, uh, the debates between, uh, Cruz and Rubio. But more broadly, you know, the notion Marco is suggesting that, that, that somehow he, he also has tossed. Uh, more than a few insults this direction. Let's be absolutely clear. ISIS and radical Islamic terrorism will face no more determined foe than I will be. We will utterly destroy them by targeting the bad guys. And one of the problems with Marco's foreign policy is he has far too often supported Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama undermining governments in the Middle East that have helped radical Islamic terrorists. We need to focus on killing the bad guys, not getting stuck in Middle Eastern civil wars that don't keep America safe. I'll take bombing for 500, Art. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Mayflower? Um, another great line this evening was, uh, shockingly, from, uh, from Ben Carson who woke up just long enough to um, explain <laughs> explain um, this analogy that you have to, they're like, you know, do you topple other regimes? They Everyone got bogged down in those. Uh, do you topple them? Do we go in? What do we do? What is America's involvement? And he used a good analogy, I thought, of the airplane. The mask comes down. You put your own on first. So you take care of yourself, then you can help other people. If you do it in the other order, you're not going to be able to help them or yourself. Um, I think there's something to that. I think a lot of Americans probably feel that way. It's great for us to go help other people, but if we're not strong, we don't take care of ourselves first, we're not going to be able to do that. No, that was not only the best line of... of of, uh, of of Carson's uh, of camp of this campaign. This is the best line that Ben Carson has delivered the entire campaign, not just this debate. Also on that 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 last answer, I mean, it, it was you know <laughs> fairly clear that what we're really talking about here is: Are you willing to kill civilians, right, to do away with ISIS? Because whether or not that's what they were talking, <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's no. You're, maybe, you're absolutely right. It, you know, in fact, but they kind of. As far as I'm concerned, I, I'm not running. But right, guys, that's what we're really talking yes. about at the end of the day. And I think everyone listening recognizes that if you want to wipe out ISIS, and you know what ISIS is, and you know that ISIS has as a operational plan mm -hmm. that they are going to people themselves among the civilian population exactly so that you can't kill them. 
They're never going to mass their forces and move en masse like an army. This is not like Patton. This ain't World War II. They're, they're, going, to, they're going to infiltrate and live in the villages, uh, closest uh, parallel, probably the Viet Cong. They're going to live the among villages. the people so that we can never bomb a place without killing civilians and having CNN show dead babies and, and then point to USA. Baby killers, baby killers, you know. And, 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 and this is, it seems to me, what they were kind of tiptoeing around. But that's what it is, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. We, we discussed that, I think, a little bit today or yesterday on the air. Um, and, yeah, just as a side, I, I'm going to kill some civilians if I have to make that call. I think it comes down to using the information you have and making a call, which is going to be the least damaging to yes. civilians in order to protect America. But it, listen, it, first of all, it's numbers. How many people, uh, civilians, have we killed in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars? Had we just bombed the hell out of Saddam Hussein's palaces, you would have killed a sure. lot less. You know, hey, but name the war in right. which any tribe of humans has ever been engaged against another tribe. The in Cola which Wars. Civilians didn't die. You know, I mean. The Cola Wars of the 80s. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> the, only... the War on Women. The War on Women. No, there's a lot of suffered there. By the way, uh, Just... J- Jay, a, a throwaway tonight that I don't know if anybody actually got. It was a quick line. But when you really think about what he's saying is pretty damn serious. The guy with the big heart, John Kasich, said, it's time we punch Russia in the nose. So if we punch Russia in the nose, you think they're going to go, oh, that hurt. Don't do that. <laughs> no. John Kasich yeah. just advocated us going to war with, with Russia. Yeah, that, worry, that worries me. Someone else said that, and I think it may have been Trump, but they said, you know, with a bully, what you do is hit them in the face, and they don't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, was it Christie? Yeah. Uh, I think Ty is saying it was Christie. Well, mm-hmm. there's what there's there are sort of it's a kind of a binary equation. One chance is with a bully, you hit them in the mouth and they stop. Mm-hmm. The other one is you hit them in the mouth, they spit out their tooth in the blood, and tear your head off. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So <laughs> I, I want to be sure of that second group of bullies. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I kind of want to be sure right. that we're not talking about. You know what? We're going to shoot down your fighter planes. Yeah, and then the next day we're going to incinerate New York and Los Angeles. Right. You know, I think we ought to be a little more sure. No, and I have no problem with, with doing the tough things. That's not my point. He said it's time we punch them in the nose. And yeah. I was like, there's a lot more to it than that. By the way, he also <laughs> referred to himself, Jay, as having a big heart. I know people say, oh, that John Kasich just has a big heart. And I had to correct on Twitter, it's not a big heart. It's an enlarged heart due to his alcoholism. <laughs> but that is a very separate it's an thing, illness. Jay. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's an illness. So. Also, in that category, though, not nearly as good as yours, is that Carly Fiorina said, if you want someone to talk about something, get a man. If you want them to do something, get a woman. And the postscript which my family was all sitting around waiting for. They, all their heads swiveled, and I yelled at the television, but just don't let her drive. <laughs> would you love to see Ben That's Carson, me, guys. Dr. That's Sager. Jay. Don't blame these guys. That's me. Would, would you love to see Ben Carson deliver that big heart, large heart? Uh, excuse me, John. As a doctor, I could say that's enlarged heart. Your, the diagnosis is wrong. <laughs> 
okay, you're delusional yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of irregular yeah. blood flow to the brain. Speaking of doctor, there's one guy you guys haven't mentioned so far who I think had a better night than he had previously, and that's also Dr. Rand Paul, who at least got into the mix some. What did you think about his performance? You you know what, Ty? Uh, Rand Paul is a sharp man. I like a lot of his ideas. He did a better job tonight, and still, he is just not capable of doing this. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a butt, to, listening to Doc, there's a butt there's coming a here big bigger butt. than Hillary Clinton's. It yeah, is okay. much bigger, and it is just, he, he has screwed this thing up from, the, from before we even knew he was running. When he was just talking behind closed doors with people, and Skip and I know, as we've talked about on the air, about trying to set up interviews with people, whatever, how his campaign is screwing this up. Rand Paul should be one of the top couple of people as far as the polling goes right now, and he yes. likely won't even be yeah. in the next debate. Jay Severin, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think it's – I have wondered uh, what, how he's going to handle the inevitable ethical question that arises when he's asked <laughs> whether it's appropriate for him to receive. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even get it out. Whether it's appropriate for Senator Paul to continue to receive residuals from Hair Club for Men while he is seeking elective office or to declare that is a dead badger on his head. Well, well. and then there's the ethical question. Do you, does he continue to kill civilians with his campaign? Or is it just a real- <laughs> Who who cries for the Wolverines? <laughs> yeah, do you see what I'm saying though? He has good answers. No, he with does, some of and he stuff. did a, he did a great job tonight. I, I think most of, and I think most of this comes from your and I's uh, being almost too close to the situation too. Where Rand Paul is, for all intents and purposes, politically dead to me. I mean, and and he is yeah. somebody no, who, he's dead. who who I should really like and really support and wanted to. I mean, I was the one at CPAC in 2012 who stood in line and signed up my email address to get a Stand With Rand shirt. Starry-eyed millennial millennial excited about that. (laughs) But now today, I mean, I I don't know if there's any other politician who I'm more disappointed in that I I have such high hopes. Are you mad at him? I am. What killed him, it's it's not his fault. He's a brilliant guy. Uh, it, there is every chance he's going to come back and be he could be one of the great comeback success stories of all time in America. He's still young enough. But what killed him had nothing to do with him. The thing is, he is half a pacifist like his dad. And what people loved about him was that he was out there two years ago saying no more wars. Right. No more dead soldiers. No more America deployed all over the world. Young men and women dying. And that all was great because that was pre-ISIS. That mm-hmm. was pre-all this stuff. And, and then all of a sudden everything. in the last two years, you know, that became, well, what? Well, you know, it just, his window, if it didn't close, it like fell down a lot. No, you're right. That's 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 a good take. But you know what? There's one other thing with Rand. He does not come across likable. He comes across as an ass. You also, the likability is a little bit of a factor in this thing. He does come across elitist. Right. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, We'll have more analysis uh, and mockery tomorrow. J.M. Suri, you're going to cover this on your show tomorrow? (laughs) Mockery? On my show? I say, (laughs) sir. (laughs) You'll, uh, you'll cover some of this as well, and I'm sure have some uh, thoughts that have been fully digested by tomorrow afternoon. Well, the interesting thing for all of us will be how and whether 
our thoughts here this evening, our first impressions, which I trust above all others, uh, compare, contrast with what they'll say tomorrow morning on the morning shows mm-hmm. and, you know, everywhere else. So that yeah, becomes it, political reality. Yeah, I think um, right now, unless something changes, Cruz is peaking at the right time, especially for Iowa. I think he will likely win Iowa, coming in the top couple, albeit not number one in New Hampshire. Um, so he's going to be one of your candidates. Tr- I think Trump will still do well. I think those are probably your front runners with uh, Rubio, maybe. Yeah. After all of this, that's where we're at. Yeah, could all be. right, Jay Severin, always one a pleasure. Thing I know really yeah. quickly the Des Moines Register, best pollster mm-hmm. in Iowa. I know that that's counterintuitive, but it is. They have checked their records. No one's had a surge like him in 30 years. But when they poll people, the person leading in the first day usually ain't leading in the fourth. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate. The Blaze Radio Network.